Welcome to Interview Reenactment Theater. What you're about to listen to is a real interview conducted in 1995 between Next Generation Magazine and Sam Trammell, President and CEO of Atari, Inc. In the mid-1990s, Sam took over Atari after his father, Jack Trammell, stepped down. This interview suggests that Sam had high hopes for the struggling Jaguar, and if that didn't work, he planned on suing the competition into oblivion. All this led to a very fascinating discussion with Next Generation. Sadly, no audio from this conversation exists online, and the original interview is only available via a printed magazine that hasn't been in circulation for a couple of decades. But we at Defunct Games feel it's important to preserve these interviews. That way, future generations can learn from our past mistakes. For today's episode, I will be playing the part of Next Generation Magazine. Sam Trammell will be played by Washington, D.C.-based Aaron B., one of the leading voices at GameEnthuse.com. Believe it or not, this is a real interview that was featured in a nationally published magazine. We hope you will enjoy this episode of Interview Reenactment Theater. Thank you for sitting down with me. Is it fair to say that Atari produces excellent products which suffer from a poor public image? We do make excellent products. We have made mistakes in the market, and some of the circumstances in the computer market just made it impossible to compete. The Jaguar will get proper marketing support, and we we and others are working hard to deliver great software. Whatever poor image exists will change. Atari has shifted its emphasis from computers to consoles. Is this a permanent shift or not? Around the end of 1989, Atari decided that the computer hardware business was too cutthroat, and a proprietary system could not succeed in the long run against IBM Intel, against the IBM Intel juggernaut. We decided uh, to focus on the interactive entertainment market. If the business opportunities exist for us to get back into computer business, we will. We feel that the Jaguar has a great future and is a very exciting platform at a great price. But why launch a console when everyone else seems to be moving into multimedia hardware? The console approach enables us to have a low-priced starting platform and gives the user the chance to add peripherals as he or she can afford them. The future peripherals will be a CD player, a voice modem, a VR headset, and something else I can't reveal. The other new platforms are just too expensive for the consumer, and this has been proven by the failure of Commodore CDTV and the CDI players. We are focusing much energy now on multimedia software that will make Jaguar a success. I see. Is it true that the Jaguar is a make-or-break product for Atari? The Jaguar is not a make-or-break product, but is what we're focusing on now. We're also going to be publishing uh, business for PCCD-ROM and perhaps others as well, with another brand name. Do you think that Atari can compete with the giants of the console market, like Sega, Nintendo, 3DO, and Sony? Atari invented the video game business. In the late 70s and early 80s, it was a dominant company. The industry has been through a number of cycles, and we're now entering the fourth cycle. Cycle 2 was dominated by the NES, Cycle 3... Uh, has been shared by Sega and Nintendo, and we, at Atari, have put uh, a lot of effort into assuring the success of the Jaguar in Cycle 4. The Saturn is too expensive, and Nintendo doesn't even have a product yet. All Nintendo is doing is trying to confuse the market with disinformation. The 3DO group has doubled the royalty to the software community, and the hardware manufacturers aren't happy. 
The Sony product is just too expensive to be taken seriously. And I can't see Sony focusing on a product that won't have the quantities due to the high price. They will not be a big player. But the Jaguar is going to be in direct competition with a lot of heavily backed machines. Does Atari really stand a chance? We have some very compelling advantages in terms of power, low price, and lots of good software, with more on the way. We have a very experienced team. We also have the financing. Also important is our strategic investor, Time Warner, and our new partner, Sega, which gives us another source of good software. How much input does Time Warner have with Atari? Does it provide monetary help beyond obligations as a large shareholder? Time Warner has no official input into Atari. We do talk to many of the Time Warner divisions, and we value our relationship with them. For example, we were chosen to be included in the Time Warner full cable service network test in Orlando, Florida. We got a license from Warner Brothers for the big Batman Forever movie. We're also working closely with Time Warner Interactive, and you'll see it publishing many titles on the Jaguar in the near future. We have no need for more money at this time. But if we did have a good reason to raise more, Time Warner could be an option. Why has it taken Atari so long to pursue patent infringements? Why didn't you go after Sega and Nintendo after you bought Atari from Time Warner? The issue of patents is very complex, and we pursued the issue as soon as it was prudent to do so. Are you going to pursue Nintendo, 3DO, Sony, and other console manufacturers in a similar manner? I can only say that we will maximize our patents value and will pursue whatever means necessary to ensure that they aren't infringed upon. We have some precedents, and we look forward to more favorable outcomes. The Sega deal means that you can release any of its titles, excluding Sonic, on the Jaguar. What Sega titles are going to appear on the machine? We haven't decided yet. What steps are you taking to sell Jaguar in the U.S. and in Japan? We have chosen to make the U.S. the first important market for the Jaguar. It is starting to work. We just introduced the Jaguar into Japan and met more than 60 third-party developers in Tokyo. It will not be easy selling a U.S.-made machine in Japan, but we are going to try. Many industry insiders believe Jack Trammell imagined revenge on Commodore for the way in which he was ousted from the company. Is that true? Is he happy? We did not buy Atari as a road to exact revenge on Commodore. It was a good opportunity to acquire the best-known name in video games. Is it true that Atari is considering buying its old-time rival, the shattered Commodore company? We aren't happy about the demise of Commodore and have no plans to acquire the leftovers. Finally... What do you think the future holds for Atari? Success. We would like to thank Sam Trammell for meeting with Next Generation Magazine. We would also like to thank Next Generation Magazine for publishing this interview in the first place. Without that, this reenactment would have been impossible. A special thank you goes out to Aaron B., whose work can be seen at GameEnthuse.com. Don't forget to check out his podcast, where I've been known to guest on occasion. Not long after this interview, Sam suffered a heart attack and was forced to step down as president and CEO of Atari. His predictions were wrong. While it's true that Nintendo didn't have much to show in 1995, the Sony PlayStation was not too expensive for the market. The dramatically cheaper Jaguar was mauled to death by Nintendo, Sega, and Sony and Atari was never able to get the most out of their patents. Before stepping down from Atari, Sam Trammell sat down with Next Generation one last time, but we'll get to that another time. Thank you again for listening, and join us next week for another thrilling episode of Interview Reenactment Theater. 
For more information, interviews, and reviews, make sure and head over to defunctgames.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at defunctgames. Games.